0: With me today are Louis D'Souza and Anne-Marie Young. This is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. Indeed we are, and we're glad to be back on a Monday after the uh, Facebook guys last week. That kind of prevented Louie and me from connecting, so we just kind of had to blow off the show last week. But nice to be back with you and with Anne-Marie, who's feeling better than she was, so that's a good thing too. Um, I, I'm feeling really good right now, guys. To be honest, I'm feeling really good because I just finished an interview with Selena Dorsey Valentine. She's the founder of the Law of Attraction World Summit. Um, and to give you an idea of how successful they are, their last summit last February, I think it was, had 25,000 people participate in it worldwide. So it was quite the event and I'm looking forward to seeing how well they're going to do this year, but uh, she was kind enough to invite me onto the the program, So we just finished a really fun interview, and it, it gave me a chance to kind of touch on the, the range of topics that we talk about here on the show, as well as to see who she's got on her guest list, because her guest list includes a lot of people that we know. Um, first of all, from The Secret itself, uh, that Bob Doyle and Marie Diamond's going to be on, and Joe Vitale. Um, I think it was another one. I don't remember who it was. And then people that we know here from the show, uh, Daniel McGain is going to be on. Positivity is going to be on um let's see of course now i'm blanking out but they're like uh, for oh rita giganti who used to be on the program um she's going to be on number of people that we know are going to be on so it's it, it oh, looks nice. like it's going to be quite the presentation and uh if it's anything like the last one it's going to be pretty exciting so among other things i'm hoping the today gets uh listened to by a whole bunch of new listeners that wow
1: be- that sounds amazing
0: yeah so and Selene uh, is also going to be back as a guest at some point after she's done. Um, I think she runs hers from like the last few days of October into mm-hmm. November. So shortly after that, we'll get her back onto the show. And uh, you guys, maybe maybe she'll come on on Monday, so you guys can meet her. She's really something. She she's an amazing person. I don't know if you know her story at all, but um, she used to do um, well. She she comes from the hypnotherapy community. And she used to do presentations in and around New York City, where she lives, and then around the country and even around the world. And in March of 2019, she had flown to Australia to do a conference there. And just when they landed, the announcement came through that the U.S. was closing the borders because of COVID. And she was stranded like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? And then they're going to prevent her from doing her conference because No, everybody was being put in a lockdown and so forth. And she was used to doing, I think it was, I'm not sure what the exact count was, uh, quite a few conferences each year, usually 100, 150 people, something like that. She said, well, we've got these people. There's 100 of them or so who are, you know, they've already paid their tickets. We can't just leave them stranded. What do we do? They said, well, let's try to do it virtually. At least we can give them a little value that way. So they did. And instead of 100 people, they got a (laughs) 1,000. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> and so they took that cue and they did a few more and they started getting into the thousands and then tens of thousands. Now they're up to 25,000. God only knows how high it's going to be for this one. But, yeah, she is a magnificently skilled attractor. She's just and, and you can just tell when you get to know her, um, she's she's just like loaded with positive energy. She's just a, a warm, happy person to be talking to. Mm-hmm. So it's not a surprise, but it, boy, it really is pretty exciting.
1: Isn't
0: it? Yeah. So that's a nice way to kinda of get the show started, right? Talking about something that's really, really feel good stuff. <laughs> the real deep down feel good stuff, which we all need. I mean, Amory, you've been doing going through um uh some illness and so forth and, and you're climbing out of the other side of it. You know how important it is to feel good, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Not me for because six, cause I felt so good recently and then I could mm-hmm. feel myself getting just I just wasn't taking care of myself really. I was no. just working too hard. So it just came and it bit me on the bum. And, yeah, I got quite poorly. <laughs> As it is what to do at times.
2: Yes. What what I often saw in the 95 work world was when people were working too hard and they weren't prepared already or, or able in their own minds to take a break or to give themselves some ease, mm. the cold or flu would come along and say, hey, you can't do it. I'll do it for you. I'll do it for you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolutely, and that's exactly what happened. I was just busy at work. Um, it's crazy times, and running around doing the children's stuff. It was more some it was my husband's birthday as well as my birthday, so I was trying to plan his surprise birthday and the big fibo. So yeah, I was really just doing too much, and my body was like, "That's enough now." And yeah, so it's, just, it's just goes to show, yeah, self care is just so important. Mm. Absolutely.
0: And like Louis says, if you don't do it, it will do it for you. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a little annoying when it happens, but afterward you realize, you know what? I probably did need that little little bit of time off. That was a good thing. I did. That's part of the appreciation thing, learning to appreciate the, the stuff that didn't quite go the way we, want, we wanted it to in life. That's something that but, the Selena and I were talking about today. How How do you deal with and then how do you appreciate the stuff? That you don't like so much. Like, uh, let me pose that question to you guys. I'll go to you, Louis, first. How do you appreciate things that you don't like? I don't. (laughs) I can always count on Louis to blow the question in the smother. So, uh, how do you deal with
2: uh, things that you don't like? How do you find a way to appreciate them? I I don't have very much that I don't like. Just (laughs) I'm only focused mostly on what I want. So, when I get a what I, what I learned from rich dad poor dad books is a doodad when a doodad pops along something that is unwanted and unexpected that pops into your lap then you know you just focus on the best way of dealing with it and and move forward um yeah there's a lot of a lot of things at the moment the little little doodads are popping up but you know i don't, I don't really let, give them much time no there's, there's watching in the gaming community. There's so many guys, are, Oh, I'm not going to be friends with this group. And I'm going to be friends with this guy. So toxic and this and this. I say, oh, I'm friends with them all. Um, <laughs> I've got a list of, you know, seven, 800 people who are friends. And they've got a list of five or six because they've removed everybody. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and,
2: and, and I've always got team players to play with and they don't and they don't wonder why, you know, <laughs> it's, yeah, y- you know, I'm very much about being inclusive and not exclusive. Um, I just include everybody and you know if there's somebody that I don't particularly gel with I just look for the best part of them and focus on that because I know that that's what they're going to rise up and bring and give to me so you know it's it's, it's fun because I, I taught this one, one woman who was really struggling with her boss she had had such a hard time with him she was absolutely furious and uh, you know just frustrated and angry and all the rest of it with the boss and I said what what do you like about him do you like his ties his shoes you know does he sometimes help other people you know what what do you like and then she started focusing on these little things these little little things and um after a while she said you know what he's he's treating me so differently i just can't believe it he's not the same person anymore (laughs) (laughs) what did you what, what what happened i don't understand and uh you know it's it's very it's very interesting when when people start realising that once they change themselves and their own thinking, then the environment and the world around them changes. So, it's yeah. uh, it, it's good. I mean, like today, my wife and I, you know, we had some time together this morning. So what we did is we went out and and foraged, and we found a whole lot of berries and crab apples and all the rest of it in the local forest that we've got around the corner. And um, you know, we came back with basketfuls of of berries and this and that and we've had so much fun you know picking them and walking around and just chatting to each other in the sun and the beautiful day it was and you know and you just sit there and you think like this is this is an amazing world I'm living in you know mm-hmm. what's better than foraging and just <laughs> having eating all these crab apple jellies and and all these um, different things that she makes out of them and um, chutneys and preserves and you know, well, I, I can you know.
0: actually tell you something that's going to be a little bit better, and that is we're getting feedback from the audience that your volume is a little bit low, so if you could turn the volume up just a tad, that will be even better than what it was five minutes ago. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay. Is that better? Yeah, from from
0: that's a point little stronger. Yeah, yeah, that sounds a little yeah. bit better. But that's great, though, um, we have that kind of experience.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you guys can hear me well, it's, but it's weird that the audience can't. I don't know. Um, was I low? It was low. It was low before, yeah. It's stronger now, yes. I can make it even stronger, but um, I think that's probably... Okay, I don't know. I'm just checking with you guys. It it
0: sounds pretty good. I'd say you're good, leave it there. There's a little bit of a background combo. We'll just live with that. That's no big deal. Okay.
2: Um, Yeah, so I, I really i can I can't explain to you how relaxing and peaceful it is just walking around the the local forests and and just looking for different trees and plants and you've got this little app and you point it to the to the flowers and the plants and it, it recognizes them and it tells you what's edible and what's not and mm-hmm. you know we found out that um one of the berries that we're picking the hawthorn berry the pip of it is actually i think it's cyanide it's, it's a oh poison. my goodness okay so but you make we, we're making a chutney out mm-hmm. of the the berry and mm-hmm. we throw away the pips. Otherwise, you need yeah. to tell us how to make cyanide, guys. I don't know how to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I try to avoid that myself. <laughs> sure, we can sell it on the black marketer. Huh? Um, <laughs> uh, so, you know, it, it's just so, so fascinating. So, nature has so much to give, you know. Mm-hmm. You just see these beautiful trees and this beautiful wet grass, and you know, i have got these, um, these shoes, they're called barefoot shoes, and they, they've got, like, um, water from uh, so wetsuit kind of material. So they, mm. they're designed to get wet, they're not designed to stay dry. So you're walking in there and you're getting this beautiful dew from the grass into your feet, and, and you're just wandering around. And you know, they're, they're brilliantly designed shoes. You can feel every little stone and everything under your foot because it's such a thin layer that you've got. And I just love them, you know. You just feel so connected to everything. Um, I can't explain it, but I, I've always had very, very thin um, sole shoes, if, if if shoes at all, um, wandering around. And I just um, I love feeling that connection to the nature and all the rest of it. It's just cool.
0: Are you one of these people who likes to go barefoot outside?
2: Absolutely, yeah. Supermarkets, too. I love getting those Supermarkets? (laughs) Well, it's very grounding,
1: isn't it, just having that connection to the earth?
2: Yeah. And the earth uh, vibrates at 4.7-something hertz, almost 5, and um, it's it's sealed around the whole earth. It protects the whole earth at 4.7 hertz, and when you connect into it, it can heal, you know, it's been very known well to to um heal things like um schizophrenia has been one of its biggest success stories like almost 100 percent success stories on, mm-hmm. on helping heal schizophrenia and other things it, it balances you it gets your blood thinner so there's no clots etc um so from a heart health point of view walking barefoot is incredibly healthy and and the list goes on and on and on and on of of how good it is to be in connection with that 4.7 hertz.
0: Um, by the way, it was uh, JB who let us know that the volume was an issue before, and, and JB's also asking, do the shoots you reference, do, do they have support? I used to be barefoot all the time, but my arches fell.
2: Um, so they've learned recently that flat arches is not a bad thing. There was a supposition somewhere along the line that was not necessarily a particular validity. Um, so you can go and research all that as well. There's a whole lot about hoo-ha on both sides. So um, I, I wouldn't worry about flat archers too much. Um, you know, they, they wouldn't even allow you in the Second World War into the army if you had flat archers.
0: <laughs> From my perspective, um, it comes it down to one a... thing because my, my wife has that. And, and the problem that it creates for her is it misaligns her legs so that she can actually end up with severe knee and ankle issues because her legs are out of alignment because the arches are flat.
2: Okay, so if you want to understand arches, you really have to get um, spine alignment and hip alignment right, okay, and then that starts balancing out all the rest i mean i 've got beautifully high arches and uh, not too high fairly flexible i mean my 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 feet are pretty much perfect <laughs> um, they're they're not tight and they're not skewed and they're not anything. I can pull between the toes as hard as I want to and I don 't feel any pain I just mm-hmm. feel I feel the energy coming into them from from the toes um so um again this chi machine which i've been talking about recently is <laughs> just brilliant to get that back um alignment the hip alignment the spine alignment all the way through the body all the way up to the head it's just brilliant and then i'm sure the arches will will kick in as well but um i so so, so look, look what's happening here. Let's say you get a shoe that's got an arch support. Mm-hmm. What is that doing to the muscles? Is it making them weaker or stronger to be able to hold the arch?
0: I could make the argument either way, I think, but uh, take whichever direction you want to go. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, from my perception, it's now holding you up, so you're not using your, your natural muscles to hold it in place. Um, so to me, it's harming, harming you having the arch support. I mean, we were designed from a human point of view without any arch support just to walk on the bare foot. You know, um, if we didn't in the old cave days, we just ran around with moccasins, which were just literally what I'm wearing now. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just a little bit of piece of leather under the foot. Um, And, you know, God or our higher selves designed us, I think, fairly well and I think man has come in and messed things up a lot, uh, a lot of the time. <laughs> One of the ways is putting rubber on our feet, which is disconnecting us from their 4.7 hertz, et etc. et cetera, mm-hmm. and so you can go on. But, um, you know, everybody has to make their own decision and come to all these things in their own way in their own time, and not at all if that's the case for them. So, uh, you know, I respect everybody's different uh, uh, opinions. So JV says it's a matter of comfort. It's too painful to be barefoot. So that, that,
0: that's an interesting point because with Louise, my wife, she doesn't have any trouble being barefoot. She She's fine like that. But if mm. she's wearing shoes that don't have support, that's when everything gets out of alignment for her. Oh, ah, right. That's fact. very interesting. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be different for every person. What What's your particular situation? That's really what you need to address.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, if, if you're getting relief with an arch, um, then use it, you know, because yeah. in the end of the day, we can't really participate very well in life if we're in pain. Exactly. We've got to look after the pain first and then we can start participating in life and, and moving forward. But your body will absolutely demand from your attention. You know, if you stubbed your toes, Abram says, you stubbed your toe, to think about something else is really, really difficult. That pain brings you back to your toe, brings you back to your toe, brings you back to your toe. Yeah. So you, you've really got to think about um, how this is all going to work. So, um, giving yourself some R and R time out, you know, mm-hmm. putting yourself in a salt bath, etc., and all the rest of it. But this chi machine again will start aligning the the, the the back, the muscles, the bones, the hips, um, and also if you do igosku, igosku is fantastic for all of that. Um, it certainly igosky. makes sense.
0: I mean, when when you are in alignment in other areas of your body, it makes sense that things such as your feet are going to become in better alignment as well. And so you're just going to feel better. So, I mean, al- That's what alignment's all about. It's not just, it, it's not just spiritual. It's not physical. It's both. It's all kinds of alignment matter.
2: And your source energy goes up and down your spine. So it goes up the back mm-hmm. down the front in Jenshin Jutsu world. Um, and, you know, if, the, if if it's getting blocked with some of those areas in the spine, everything starts shooting off and going in, in, in directions or, or getting blocked so and then creating dams of energy which it shouldn't be in places where it should be because mm-hmm. energy is really designed to be moving. Yes. And you don't want True. to lock the energy in, in the safety energy locks. You want it to be able to, to move when it needs to move and to, to, to be firm when it needs to be firm. So you need the flexibility in there. Um, of the contrast of what what is needed to be able to survive in this world, and, um, and what is it they
0: say about uh, emotion that it's energy and motion that that's what the e of emotion is all about. Um, well, well something came it.
2: up with that ditty, and it's it's quite ac- apt and uh, accurate. So yeah, I mean we can definitely go with it, um, but I don't think the word emotion was originally designed with that idea. Not originally, no, no. but, you know, these are useful little ideas to keep in mind. Absolutely, you know. um, uh, Yeah, your emotions are really something quite interesting. Um, Playing with the power of them because they can be extremely powerful. Um, Mm -hmm. Especially when you fall in love. You you really get a (laughs) sense of how incredibly powerful some of your emotions can be.
1: falling in love
0: yeah having a loved one who's who's very ill it will do it too mm. i experienced that yeah. with louise when she had the uh, the hyperthyroidism um because at one point i really wasn't sure how long i was going to have her around and boy does your ability to focus increase in those situations mm. in Absolutely. a huge way yeah you don't have to work at it.
2: <laughs> no. it's not, it's not, that's not the issue. <laughs> you, know, you know, the fascinating thing, world, is when you're in dire circumstances like war and all the rest of it, you've got bullets shooting over you, you've you just suddenly got an incredible clean sense of what you need to do to survive in the next few moments. You know, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's heightened to a degree few people really know or understand. Um, and... There, there was something that I've been looking at recently. Uh, there are two fundamental forces working within us at any moment in time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them is survival. So if you think about it, you're always looking. Um, one part of you is always looking at survival, isn't it? Um, yeah. Well, my
0: cats do that all the time. When's the next meal? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I do that all the time as well. You do that honestly. too. <laughs> <laughs> Louise does that
2: while she's being served the current meal. I mean, yes, I understand. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you've got the survival on the one side, and then you've got expansion on the other mm. that you want to expand. Now, what does survival do for you? Survival now takes you, and for you to survive, you put walls around yourself. Mm. Okay, it's like protection. Yep. So you you build um, walls around you, and that like protects you, and it gives you boundaries, and boundaries are important, okay. But after a while, you start realizing that hey, these boundaries are actually imprisoning me.
0: Hmm. That can happen easily. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So you've now got these boundaries, which are 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 walls around you, which you can now can't get out of. Um, and, you know, it's like you're not able to be free and happy enough to get out of these things. So you really need to start breaking out of them so you can get that expansion.
0: Isn't it odd how when we grow up and, and go through life where we have all kinds of
2: lessons on how to put those walls up,
0: not too many oh, yeah. on how to take them down?
2: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of you an know, odd we, thing, really. We've we we we've got a lot of lessons of focusing on what we don't want and very few lessons about what, focusing on what we do want. Yeah. So you've learned alloy and you've turned to turned your attention very keenly and clearly to focus on what you do want Mm -hmm. you landed up with that um, practiced vibration of what you don't want and it's very difficult to see the wood for the trees because you've got so much of this going on there Um, and then you know a a dog you know goes out there and pees to create his territory we had cats do that Uh, last night
0: It was a big cat fight not a happy thing but yes go ahead
2: so um, the good news
0: for people who are wondering is joy came up last year. He had, he was in a cat fight. He came out the loser. He went to the animal hospital. We almost lost him this year. A little scratch on the ear. That's the worst that he got out of it. But he's, <laughs> he's a little upset up with us time. today. We're, we're, not, we're <laughs> not letting him outside today. So it's too bad. Yeah. He has to endure that for a bit. But, no, he came through. Okay.
2: So walls that are created by somebody else when you've been put in prison. Okay. Hmm. Um, that that's, that's horrible, but walls that are created by yourself is horrendous. Oh, worse. Yes. yes. Okay. So we need to make the distinction between imposed walls and self-imposed walls. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really want to break out of those self-imposed walls, and we want to expand. So let's say um, you're in a, tem- uh, a one-meter-by-one-meter one room. Mm-hmm okay and if you I feel sorry for you
0: already cuz I'm up of my height i mean that's just painful to think about
1: but, you
2: know. <laughs> 2 meter by 2 meter room just for all <laughs> even that's not quite enough that, that's 6 6 I'm 68 i'm mean, just saying so, so you'll you'll feel very frustrated in that in a very yes. short period of time. Okay, so so let's say we May, give you a three ten by, by three. ten. Yeah, that's better. Yeah. I can I with that. we we've got to give you a ten by ten. Now, now you'd feel the appreciation of the expansion straight away. Absolutely. Oh man, so much space, all right. But no time. This ten by ten is not going to be very appealing. This is true. <laughs> and then you know, if we give you a hundred by hundred, oh, it's going to feel great in the beginning, but then after a while, and let's say we made. We made Anne-Marie leader of the, the world, planet Earth, so she runs it.
0: Congratulations. You've been elected. Yeah.
1: That's great. I'm going to now, do a great job.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> I love it.
0: Love the attitude.
2: <laughs> and then in no time you're going to say, looking up at the moon, well, I want to be. I want to read the rule of that too. And then you're going to start <laughs> saying, oh, what about the universe? So, um, and then what about the other universes? <laughs> I could do so, that yeah and meanwhile exactly. the little people are saying
1: tyrant tyrant <laughs> stay in your box Walt. <laughs> well
2: that's true if so, i'm in the box you can't hear me say that i get it okay so there's this whole desire in us always to want to expand and expand and expand and you really learn that with LOA you start saying you know, I just wanted a, a car to get from A to B, but now I want a Jaguar to go from A to B. Now I want an electric car mm-hmm. to go from A to mm-hmm. B, with mm-hmm. all the mod cons. Uh, oh, yeah. And so so there's this endless desire for expansion that comes with with, with our desire. And, you know, if you look at what Abram says about source energy, the only thing that they have, the only direction and desire and uh, is expansion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: And it took to me a while continue? to learn that one. By the way, just I, sorry to interrupt, but but the the expansion concept took me a while, and and mm-hmm. even to this day, it still stops me a little bit because I have to think, okay, what are we actually saying when we talk about expansion? Early on, I had such a vague idea of it that the, I didn't even understand what they meant by it. Now, at least, I have mm-hmm. some idea what they mean what they mean by it. But I, like when you think of the word, Emory, I'm going to go to you. When when you think of expansion, what does that mean to you?
1: It just means growth. Growth. It's okay. learning, yeah, mm-hmm. knowledge, growth, expanding your mind, expanding your beliefs.
0: Mhm. Mhm. What
2: What about you, Louis? Freedom, I think, is a big one.
1: Mm. Oh, you I know, like that word.
2: Um, the expand. You can't expand if you're confined or restricted. So, freedom becomes a big point. Or you know, about, let's say, that whole room scenario I gave. You know, you just want to expand to bigger and bigger and bigger arenas mm-hmm. and areas. And, you know, it comes, come, coming with it is, is a huge amount of confidence in the design and the structure and wow. how things are work. So um, it doesn't matter where the boundary is. The moment you can feel the boundary, you want to break it. <laughs> There's something within you that does not like boundaries. It just doesn't like it. So, yeah, you cannot become uh, boundless. Uh, so you've got two, two, two things about yourself. You've got um, psychological and physi- physiological pain. If you think about it for a second, is there any other pain that doesn't fit into those two categories?
0: I usually think of it in terms of physical, emotional, and mental, but emotional and mental are so close that, yeah. Mm.
2: So, what is happening is we are, we don't understand our humanity so well enough to realize that most of the time we're torturing ourselves, torturing ourselves, mostly psychologically, and that can have repercussions physiologically uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're we're not in the position to under, uh, understand, specifically in the beginning when nobody's already explained it to you, that you are often and mostly torturing yourself. If you're just seeing things as they are, you're not tortured by them. <laughs> um, if you're just perceiving them as they are, you know, somebody's being rude to me, so they're being rude to me, that's it. I don't have to take him board that I'm suffering because they're rude to me. And that's all psychological drama Mm, that you put on yourself. You just, if somebody's being rude to me, they're being rude to me. That's it. You know, it just is what it is. And so we've got this whole thing of not understanding where we are and the whole process of, you know, uh, this drama that's going on in our head is torturing us so much and it's really killing us, killing us physically, emotionally, mentally. You know, it's just destroying a whole physical being. And people are often not even aware that they're doing it to themselves. And it's a big thing to really understand that this is self-inflicted, almost all of it, almost all of it. It, It's
0: the hardest (laughs) concept I think there is to pick up, especially early on when we're learning how this law of attraction, conscious creator stuff works. And that is I attracted all of it, including the stuff that I really don't want to have to own because, well, I want to blame somebody else for it. But yeah, I attracted that stuff
2: too. That that's a hard concept. You didn't pick your parents, well, come on. <laughs> 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 but and as you yeah, do become aware,
1: it comes as you do become aware, those boundaries and things just become so much more uncomfortable. Oh, they do. And you notice them a lot quicker as well. Yep. That's what I find.
0: I agree completely. When you when you get to that space where you're noticing that that's actually a great space to be in. Isn't it? Right?
1: But there's the appreciation in yeah. that moment straight away.
0: Straight away. No doubt about it. Because now you realize you're actually getting somewhere. Now you you, you recognize the
2: progress that you've made in your own development. Mm. Right? So, so the thing that I'm starting to come to understand here, Walt, is you can't uh, become boundless through physical means. Well, yeah, it's kind of a contradiction
0: in terms, really, when you think about it.
2: (laughs) Exactly, exactly. You know, you've got this physicality. You're not boundless. You're you're very much bound (laughs) to this body time, space, etc. So the aspect of boundless, when you're starting to look at it, is not psychological and it's not physiological. Mm -hmm. So um, saying something like, and this is on what you don't want, first of all. I'm not, uh, and and this comes from Sadhguru, uh, this is not... I'm not the body, and I'm not even the mind. Now, in LOA terms, we would say, uh, I am more than the body, and I am far more than the mind, for example. Mm -hmm. Um, I was trying to find words that that are on the other side of the scale for that. Um, So uh, a lot of people are really identifying themselves as, I'm Louis, I've got this body, and... and all the rest of it. But out of that, you can't really get to the boundlessness of life. You're really trying to break the barriers of that boundedness of yourself. And, you know, when people go into these trances and meditate and touch nirvana and, and all those millions of different experiences, they, they manage to break away from the physical and psychological drama that are going on in, 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 the, in their worlds. And they're able to touch that space of absolute freedom and, and, and all the rest of it. So um, unless you become free in your own identification of the physical form, there's no freedom. That's what consciousness means.
0: One of the things that occurred to me while you were describing that very nicely, I might add, is yes, it, you can certainly see it as breaking through, breaking free. But I have to say my own experiences, it isn't so much breaking free. It's more like melting away. Mm. it it, it's like just over time the more work you do on yourself the less of that other stuff is around anymore and and very often i have a hard time even identifying where it went like i I don't know where where some of this stuff melted away too like i know there was something there i know there was in fact i I don't even know what it was for (laughs) but i know it was there and it's not there anymore that's what it feels like
2: well going back to my analogy of the dirty water you have poured so much clean water in, you don't know yes. the dirty water's gone. Exactly. So who cares? That's it. It's just gone. It's dirty water's gone. What, what dirty water? What are you talking about? Exactly. <laughs> so so that, that, that kind of feeling, I feel, very much happens to somebody who is very focused on what they want. Then you will get very much that feeling of, oh, that stuff that was bothering me is just gone. I I, where's it gone? I don't know. You know it feels I don't miraculous. even really know what it was. Any. It's not yeah. even clear what it was. Exactly. It's just yeah. Gone.
0: Yeah. I, there's, I know of something that I have identified for the longest time, for years, as a block, but I didn't know what the root was. Hmm. And within the last two or three weeks or so, I found myself kind of reoriented on what what's the inverse of that? Where, what is going to be there instead? What's it going to take to let go of it, even though I don't know what the root of it is? And in the process of, of investigating this stuff, I find that it's just doing the same thing as I described a moment ago. It's melting away. It's breaking up into little pieces and just—and there's nothing that I'm doing. It's not like I have a physical process that I'm doing that's making it go. It's just going. Mm. It's just melting away. And I can't tell you where it's from. I can't tell you where it went. I can't tell you what I did. The most that I can tell you is I just kept working on getting myself into a better place.
2: And, and to me, that is spot on. That's brilliant. That's... The way I do it and I highly recommend it for anybody and everybody <laughs> just pour more, more clean water in the glass more clean it. water yes <laughs>
0: <laughs> nothing like clean water to wash the dirty water away no doubt about that so when you were Anne-Marie when you were um, dealing with the fact that you were under the weather um okay. as you described it as, as being similar to when you got a COVID jab what was your first thought in terms of I presume you wanted to climb out of it some way. But what was was your first thought in terms of how to do that? What what did you end up doing to kind of shift what was going on?
1: I just had to sleep. So I had to take that time out to rest my body, let Mm. it flush it out, and just rest, have some sleep, get through it. But then while I was doing that, I was trying to think, okay, so I was actually really ill on my birthday. But so I was like, what? how can I appreciate this? I'm having like the worst birthday. And I was like, but you know what? I don't get to spend every day in bed. And (laughs) when I'm I'm away, I'm watching Christmas films because I'm a big Christmas fan. So Uh I just did that. And then my little girls came up and gave me hugs. And it was just, just taking those little things that normally wouldn't happen and taking the appreciation out of something. But, you know, I needed to do it. And I even kind of said, well, if it wasn't my birthday, I wouldn't get away with staying in bed all day. So, you know, maybe it's a good time for it that is today, you know, literally just tried to find everything. And I just sat there and I just was like trying to put energy into my body mm. and just take what I needed to do and actually do it for myself.
2: You get very focused on the small things, you know. Mm. Um, and, and when you're really, really sick. For me it was a lot to do with just taking the next breath mm-hmm. yeah. because of the asthma a, you know <laughs> and every breath was a complete struggle just to just to fill up my lungs a little bit um, and it really it really puts your whole first step of the abram hex you know step one focus puts it in so much clarity mm-hmm. it's just so focused focused um, and that's when you understand how to use LOAs, when you really get to to that point of, oh, what happens if I did this when I was relaxed and free and I really focused on what I wanted with absolute clarity? I let it go and I just released it and let's see what the universe does with it. You know, let's go. And then you start seeing the universe do this with it and that with it. And then you start having trust, faith, belief. (laughs) Of course,
0: we we should touch on one key point here because you've mentioned the, the power of what happens when you're focused on what you don't want and you're getting what you don't want. We as human beings do have a tendency at times to stay focused on what we don't want. We don't actually shift to the next step. We just say oh I really don't like I really, really I really don't like this thing that's happening to me. In fact I like it I don't like it so much that I really don't like and we just stay there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah it happens.
1: And I used to blame everybody mean- else for being in that spot. <laughs> Sure, it's that's never right. my just, say fault. just keep yeah. blaming.
0: Yeah, uh, it's, it's the most powerful way to stay in that one spot. Just blame everything else. Blame people. Blame events. Blame mm-hmm. circumstances. Blame your parents. Blame your teachers. You know, blame your doctor. Blame your yeah, boss. I'll just blame Walt.
2: Well, yeah, sure. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> There's
0: blame across the top. Yeah, <laughs> you've got broad shoulders there. that's <laughs> <Yes>, right. <laughs> but blame is such an easy thing to do, and it, it'll keep us. Right there, right in that spot, continuously. So if you like that step one where you focus on what you don't like and you just want to really stay there, blame's a great way to do it. Yeah, yeah the blame game. Mm. Very effective. Of course, you probably don't want to stay there, so that's where you have to go on to step two.
2: Yeah, I see people around me coming to slowly especially on the gaming platform respect my view the one guy said to me you know i've never had anybody with your kind of thinking before this is just you know you you're just different to everybody else and uh you know gets them really thinking about oh you know should i should i cut people off because they're toxic or should i look for something good in them (laughs) you know the one guy asked me am i toxic and i said well i don't think so and then I thought, but well, I can probably see what other people do. <laughs> <laughs>
1: but
2: he said, you, you said you, you said you don't see me as toxic <laughs> straight away. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, yeah, I did. And that's my belief structure, that is what I see. <laughs> I mean, I just see you as a passionate individual who's, who's trying desperately to get what they want, of course, not step three at all, letting go mm. and letting source energy flow. But, um, you know, very passionately going about what they want, um, swearing and all the rest of it, but, you know, passionate <laughs> about where they want to go. But that's fine, you know. And I, 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 only when somebody started saying to me, that guy is toxic, did I even think for even the fra- fraction of a second that the guy was toxic. I'd never thought of him as toxic. Um, but uh, you start understanding that this is a label that has been picked up in social media, especially gaming yeah. communities. Um, and it wasn't really around before. You never, when we were kids, well, we never say hey, that guy. Toxic. No, you just say he's a bully a... or something. But yeah, you know, we had different words, I suppose. <laughs> um,
0: the concepts have it's... been around for for millennia, but yeah, the word is fairly new. Mm. But in the yeah. fact that it is a, a word that we refer to, I think that's really what you're talking about. That people make it part of their lexicon, so to speak. Yeah. It's really more an indication of where they're focusing attention than anything.
2: Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Yeah. You know, um I mean I use the word toxic too, but I'm doing it in the context of of talking with people who are focused on toxicity. So it's my way of saying, yes, I see the toxicity. Do I connect to the toxicity? Not at all. No. <laughs> I have no interest in connecting to it.
2: But... Do I spend any time thinking about it? No. Not really, no. <laughs>
0: Not going there. And on those occasions where I find myself actually focusing on it, I stop myself and say, oh, boy, I really didn't like that experience. Let's get off that topic real fast.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's really good advice, Louis, because you're Lady with the Tie, appreciating the tie. I Mm. I took that on board last week because I wasn't feeling well. wasn't great at work. And I was just in a real hump. And I sort of had a conversation with somebody, and I was just like, right, I've really got to find what I appreciate in you. I can't focus hmm. on me being ill and not what up to this. So I was just like, I really like how she's like this, and I really like how she's so clever and she picks things up and she helps me. And it just literally changed there and then. And it was, it was <laughs> such good advice, but it stuck in my head and it came in useful. So <laughs> thank you for that. Oh,
2: great. I'm That's so keeper. Sort of, nice. It's, it's um, it's difficult to see the wood for the trees because you, you're in that work mm-hmm. situation. They're always terrible to you. Um, you've got this active vibration going, and to break out of it, you have to change your thinking. You know, you just mm-hmm. have to. There's no real choice. It's what's going to change everything in that environment? So, yeah, I'm just so glad that the word we should use is conscious awareness of what was mm-hmm. happening. Therefore, mm. you could consciously change things, and that's brilliant, you know. I'm always looking to, to help people see that. That, uh,
0: that, that awareness you know. is a key point too. I want to, I don't want to skip past that one because there's also the flip side of that awareness. And that is, are you aware when you are basically contradicting yourself? That's a, sometimes it's a harder one to notice, but it's also very valuable to notice. I'll give you an example. I saw somebody who, uh, um, posted in social media and Facebook, I think it was about how. We're having this real problem with this person that they absolutely have to work with. I guess um, one person is the, the person who's the problem person is the president of the housing um, community authority, whatever it is. And the person who is talking about it is the vice president. So they have to work together, according to this person. And she listed all the different ways that she had tried to deal with the person, get her energy up, blah, 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 all those things. And none of them were working. And how it didn't matter what she did. This other person just behaved terribly toward her, and I thought about it. I said to myself, "Does she realize what she's doing there?"
2: Mm.
0: I don't think she does.
2: No, she hasn't.
0: She hasn't taken the time to recognize that she's contradicting herself in the way that she says that. Mm. It's so yeah, easy to get caught up in the. The wording says that. everything. If you just take it the does. wording out, break yeah. it
2: down, and you can see exactly focusing what you don't want. Right, and it's really simple if you just take the time of breaking down the wording. Is this what I want? Mm-hmm. What I've just said about this person or is just what I don't want. And, exactly. Um, yeah, it comes out very clear in the in, in the wash <laughs> when you just take the words because words are very powerful, um, very very powerful, especially when they say said to yourself again and again and again. <laughs> Law of attraction takes them, amplifies them, and off it runs. So, yeah. And
0: I mean, even if you're not in a place where you can, where you find yourself able to do that little exercise, it just feels like it's too much. You, you still feel like you're dealing with too much even there there was a flaw because she built a wall and she refused to take the wall down the wall. Well, she had to be vice president of the housing association. Mm -hmm. Why? (laughs) Was it a law? Was she conscripted? (laughs) (laughs) Were they holding a gun to her head? You will be the vice chairman. (laughs) No, it's just a desire
2: in her head. And you know, when somebody gets what they want, they feel very satisfied when they don't get what they want. They're not satisfied. So, um,
0: but the odd thing is, The odd thing, though, is, and and this is where I think the stuckedness comes from, they become satisfied by the fact that they're continuing to not get what they want.
2: The self-sabotaging aspect. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, it's self-sabotaging, but it's also comfortable. It's what they call the comfort zone. Mm. You're so used to, I call it the familiar zone. It's so familiar that it it almost feels like it's wrong to be out of it. So we find ways to justify staying in it.
2: I'm going through that a little bit at the moment. Well, because as a kid, I was a nerd, I was socially defunct and, you know, a lot of people didn't like me very much or that was my perception. Um, and then more recently, you know, um, my wife has, um, my wife and I and our family in general, we're getting invitations everywhere. We're going to these people <laughs> and those people and they coming here and, and you know we've been socially more active than we've ever been before, and both my wife are my wife and I say, well, <laughs> you know this is a bit weird because <laughs> this is an old comfort zone that we we weren't really in before, of right. you know not being invited here or that or whatever, um, because of our thoughts, because of what we believed, really, because we've both you know really get along very well and all the rest of it. We don't really care too much what other people think. Um, but now we've got a daughter, our youngest daughter, who's incredibly popular. Mm. <laughs> She's very, very popular. So, you know, everybody's coming around and doing this and doing that and all the rest of it. And we're having to deal with that, uh, a level of social interaction. In, in, and it's, it's very, very simple and easy, you know, uh, w- once you get into the swing of it. But there is this resistance like, oh, I've got this old belief that I'm not necessarily that popular and all the rest of it. You know, that really is that comfort zone. You know I'm comfortable there. I am very comfortable. Mm-hmm. People not necessarily liking me. You know that. I don't care. <laughs> <really> <laughs> but um, now when people are actually liking you, praising you, commenting on it, and then you've got to change that vibration to kind of fit into where the new expansion has taken you, and you've got to ride it because you don't necessarily need to carry that weight of, you know, nobody loves me, everybody hates me, I could eat some worms, as I had to say at school. In my high school, my... F- my first year of high school, they made us sing that song all the time. Um, <laughs> Wonderful <because> friends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my um, goodness. <laughs> the, this was the final years torturing the new, the new class uh-huh. at the school. You know. Yeah. Um, it was interesting. The guy that used to torture me, he, uh, my sister and his sister were in the same class. And I knew, I'll call her V, quite well. Um, because we used to pop into their house because my sister used to go there and all the rest of it. And then I found out that her brother played chess. So I went in there and played the guy chess and absolutely thrashed him. I, I'm five <laughs> years younger than him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: and from, and so, so when I went to high school, he was the guy who picked on me all the time to you know, you must learn the national, the the school anthem, which is mm. at the foot of Alma Conjure, our school shines like a gem for us, there's no better to share with you than we are proud of our achievements, perseverance, as our dreamer, the maker of our nation, God our in and pomp, because he forced it into
0: me. You probably know it better than any other graduate of the school.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep. I don't think anybody knows it as well as I do. <laughs> but, um, you know. Some people would say, what school song? What is he talking about? <laughs> And you know, I've had to deal with these kind of things all my life, and of course, they've made me stronger. They made me very mm. resilient, and and all the rest of it. But there, there's a point when resilience is, as I was talking about earlier, is 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 a protection. It's a wall that I've created, which I need to expand out of. Um, and this is common to lots of people in different subject matters, etc. That uh, one needs to expand and. You know, I'm starting to become more and more gregarious and fun-loving, and not really caring too much about philosophy and concepts and ideas anymore, and just chilling and just talking, you know, uh, freely and talking rubbish. You know, in the, in the past, I couldn't have conversations that weren't particularly enlightening or directed in some way to achieve some expansion or whatever. I I would just find it boring. I remember at school sitting there listening to all these guys talking about motorbikes and their, their, um, <clears throat> uh, the boards that you ride on and all that kind of stuff, uh, you know, they would go on about it and I'd just blank out, you know, <clears throat> and most of my life's been like that, all these conversations about arbitrary <laughs> topics, just boring, um, and now I can start looking at these arbitrary conversations and see what people are meaning, where they're going, <laughs> What they're trying to say, what they're not saying, <laughs> um, and and just enjoying it and just letting it be. And uh, it's a journey. You know, it's a journey that you that you go on to do all this. I'm also really getting into soil, as I've mentioned, and I've started making connections around the place and going. To, I'm starting to go now to um, allotments to have a look at what people have done and, and people that are really into it and all the rest of it. So I'm quite quite keen to. I'm working on this whole expansion of the soil thing because it's, it's really grabbing me. I'm, I'm quite fascinated by it. We've gotten that um, impression, actually, yes. Yeah, so is more thing. and more movies people are throwing my way. So if any of you listeners have got a, a good movie for me to, ah. to to listen to about the planet and um, soil and all that kind of thing. And Prepare fun. for the emails. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot out there. Um, there there's are. even a website that's got a whole collection of them. Hell oh, yeah! Um, yeah,
0: well, there, there's a whole service that uh, called Gaia that's all about all uh, kinds of stuff like that.
2: Yeah, they also go off the deep. Air, uh, not the yeah, deep well, air, there's, they've they, 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 they got like a broader, 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 um, far broader than just soil. Uh, or, oh yes, Or related yes, to it, they, they go. All there's over certain the place. agendas but, in yeah, there and so forth. There's yeah. something about them that I haven't really bonded with. So uh, I, I
0: kind of totally understand. I, I do have to ask you one thing. I don't though, even do you?
2: know what it is because I haven't even watched anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's just something about something that they've done. That I think it's the way they've advertised it or something. It's just gr- grinded me a little bit. And I, I can't even put my finger on it. But I'm sure a lot of people are really enjoying it and, and, and it's worthwhile for many. Um, and maybe it is even for me. But I've, I've got a little thing. I've got a, I've got a wall which I need to break out of. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Well, so, well, maybe this will help. I don't know. Maybe this will actually get in the way. It's hard to tell. But when you were
0: talking about how you thrashed him in chess being five years younger, it kind of reminded me of a scene from the original Star Wars movie where R2-D2 is playing the Wookiee in that that little chess-type game with the animals, and and, uh, um, Han Solo points out that Wookiees have a tendency to rip people's heads off when they lose. C-3PO says, I I suggest a new strategy, R2-D2, let the Wookiee win. I'm just curious, did you ever try to let the Wookiee win?
2: (laughs) (laughs) You you know, Walt. The, the I've always had a lot of challenges with chess. Um, I can go into a couple of others, but um, I only ever played in one game. Ah, <laughs> that was enough. <laughs> Got it. That was enough to damage him completely. <laughs> I didn't even I wouldn't even have to give him the opportunity of having the idea of of letting him
0: win. <laughs> so 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 rematch wasn't even part of the vocabulary. I get no. it. Okay.
2: Yeah. You see, my dad taught me chess, um, and one day I beat him, and he never, ever, ever played me again.
0: <laughs>
1: you know, I've got daughter
2: who's beating me He helped me buy my own chess computer.
1: <laughs> 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 That's, okay. I've got daughter who's okay. beating okay. me at backgammon now, and I just keep thinking. It's just because I'm a good teacher. That's all <laughs> all it can it. be. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, Anne-Marie there's a great, a great analogy with that. Is in China in martial arts, a master is never satisfied until he has a student that surpasses him.
1: Mm. I like that.
2: I like that too. Mm.
0: Well, she's no, doing it. Years old. <laughs> That's cool. Having said that, on the (laughs) other hand, there's also the flip side, because when I was in college, I used to get all my pocket money by playing backgammon with this one particular guy who I could beat every single time. And he, I never asked him for a game. He would always ask me for the game because he was determined he was going to beat me the next time. And he never did. (laughs) I made a lot of money off the guy.
2: (laughs) I like the idea of playing for money. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> well, well, the doubling cube
0: becomes very important in that game. Without the, without the money, there's no point in a doubling cube, but yes.
2: Mm-hmm. I see JB says there, that's sad, Louis. So um, at the time, <laughs> probably was. But now it strengthened me. That, that made my character, made me who I am today. So it helped me carve who I am today. So I'm very grateful for it now.
0: That's a recurrent theme. I mean, we've experienced that theme a lot here on the show. People I've interviewed, people who have been co-hosts and so forth. Over and over and over again, the people who experienced the roughest stuff in life came out with the highest flying rockets.
2: Yeah. Hmm. It's, it's, it's,
0: it's a universal theme. It happens over and over again. I've never seen an exception, actually. And I think it's because they strengthen us.
2: Well, Walter was quite interesting. I had this life coach I found on the internet, and he was teaching me for free. But of course, I end up teaching most of these guys. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the little um, things he got me to do was to send him an email every day of everything I was grateful for. He said, "You can do it if you want or not." So I decided, "Let me give it a go." So I'm really grateful for the adversity I had at work today because you know it's it's helped strengthen me. I've really and he, he came back to me immediately and he said, You know, you're only the second person in all the years I've been helping people who has actually said they're grateful for something that is negative. Ah. And this is brilliant. It's such a step forward and all the rest of it. And, you know, he was like going on and on about how impressed he was that I picked this up so quickly in the early stages of not saying I'm grateful for my mom and my dad and my house and my life and my car. Or, you know, I'm grateful for that guy that. That was rude to me today. I'm grateful. Well, for well, that. let's be honest though. That is a big step. That, that's a huge step. Yeah. That's a, that, that's an yeah. advanced step. Um, but you know, it only lasted a few more weeks, and then I was, you know, I was teaching him all the time. He was always he was downloading and buying all the books I was recommending, and then we were
0: discussing. <laughs> <pass them. laughs> um, so but, you reversed you the know, fee instead of you're not paying him anything. He didn't pay you anything. Is that it?
2: Well, you know, I was, I was giving him value. Okay, <laughs> I was paying him. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you, you, you. Every time I've had somebody who's been a psychologist in any shape or form to help me, you know, which is only really after the army and this guy, both of them I ended up teaching. Um, mm-hmm. But that's fine, you know. It's not. It's not good or bad. It just is what it is. Um, oh, I think it's actually good.
0: I, I, I. I'll- I mean, you you take it back to somebody who's uh, uh, one of the great spiritual teachers, but I've seen it in a lot of different guises among humans here on Earth, just being normal human beings. The best teachers are the ones who are willing to learn from their students, and and the roles can actually switch, 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 switch. You know, one moment one's the teacher, the other student, and vice versa. It flips over the other way, and then it flips back, and it flips. That's the best kind of relationship where you're learning from each other.
2: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. A teacher learns something very different to the student. The student learns what the teacher has to teach, say LOA or something or something. But the teacher learns a lot about how to teach people. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, there, there is learning, but it is very different learning. It's, it's learning on a very different level. And I've come to really understand that and appreciate the differences between the learning of student and the learning mm-hmm. of the teacher.
0: Yeah. The teacher can also learn the subject, too, from the student as well. Like the teacher yeah. can take the, the the student up to to point X. That's how much the teacher has learned about the subject. Then the student learns a little bit more, and then teaches the teacher. And then the teacher picks it up and decides to take it to the next level. And it's kind of they're, they're kind of like leapfrogging each other after that.
2: Yeah, never experienced that, but I'm sure. Oh, you know, if
0: you haven't experienced that, let me tell you, that's really a great experience. Well, actually, I think <laughs> you have. You've been on the show probably you with your mentor. Probably. Probably. With your mentor, sure, I'm
2: sure. I don't know. She was really my teacher. I don't know if I taught her much. Yeah, I would have taught her something. But I never really thought about that aspect. I wasn't thinking of teaching. I was really thinking of learning at that stage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, she was great. I mean, there's nothing greater than cycling. And just being on such a high, I'm going to see my mentor. I'm going to see this lady. I mean, there was no love. There was no romanticism. There was none of that. It was all null and void. But I'm cycling all the way to her. It's about an hour cycle. And I'm just on a high. I'm literally floating on that bicycle. And when I get there she can see right through me <clears throat> <laughs> to such a degree I felt like I was naked pins. Yeah. You know, you just all your bullshit's left outside when you walk in that door. <laughs> and you're just <laughs> naked. <laughs> it was quite an experience for me because she literally had to take the hammer and chisel and chisel away. Bit by bit by bit, to oh, get wow. into who I was. Um because I'd built up so many of those walls I was talking about earlier. Mm. To protect myself at school from sure. all the, the bullies and all this, and so nobody really bullied me, but the walls were thick. You would have to, you'd have to try to get through those walls to be able to do anything to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but again, they, they mostly left me alone because I had a very solid defence <laughs> system that was going on, even though it was more energetic than um, social in any on any stretch of the imagination. Um, <laughs> But, um, you know, I started the nerd group, and it was just the two of us, and we both played chess, and then suddenly there were three, four, and by the time I finished my trick, there was like six or seven of us, Mm -hmm. and these were just all the rejects, but the conversations we had were intellectual and and stimulating, and, you know, I had a brilliant time, you know, these guys were phenomenal, I've still got so much respect for uh, Goodo and Jeff and all these other guys, and Willoughby, etc., you know, they... They just were such teachers for me. All brilliant. That's a fabulous
0: experience. Well, this has also been a fabulous experience. So thank you once again for a wonderful Monday, guys. And, uh, Emory, I trust you're going to be even healthier by the time we see you next week, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Yeah.
0: So we'll expect the full report. And Louis, as always, Hello. thank you for all your insights. We really appreciate that very much. Thank you uh, to JV You're for welcome. helping us in the live stream. And thank you to podcast listeners everywhere. We will see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.